I think a real blessing has been seeing children's joy mm. at being with their church family on a Sunday. And maybe the primary influence of that has been because they get to see their friends yeah. or extended members of family. But I just think that's an incredible legacy that we've actually seen over the last year or so of they love coming to church yeah. and what happens at church, they hear about Jesus. And yeah. I think that's maybe shaped them more than has done in previous generations mm-hmm. because they know what the alternative is. Yeah. Um, and that's been a real joy to see. Well, hello and welcome to the Cornerstone Church 10 Years of Thankfulness podcast. Cornerstone has, of course, existed as a church for many more than 10 years. But this podcast is all about what God has done in and through the ministries of Cornerstone Church as we celebrate 10 years in our home here on Castle Boulevard, very close to the heart of the city of Nottingham. I'm Phil Moore, I'm the host of our podcast. And this episode, we're gonna be exploring the impact that the last 10 years has had, particularly on our children and youth ministries in the church. And I am so delighted to be joined by uh, not only my colleagues, but my friends. And I'll say that about uh. everyone, I'm sure. <laughs> but we've got uh, Amanda Smartgirls Rani, and we've got uh, Katrina Harper as well. Amanda, Katrina, uh, Amanda, maybe first, tell us about yourself, about your role, the ministries you lead, how long you've been at Cornerstone, etc. Oh, I've been at Cornerstone, would you believe, you probably will, since 1988, when I came as a PGC student. That's before I was born. Yeah, just, just me too. Yeah, Thank you for uh, pointing that out, Phil. Um, and just and uh, so a member of Cornerstone Church for many years before I actually um, went into ministry, as it were, and joined the staff tr- team. I used to be a secondary school teacher. Um, I've been on the staff team for 15, 16 years or so. And uh, the first, I've got to do my maths now, the first 12 or 13 years of that were leading the children's ministry. Brilliant. And you actually were um, Katrina's line manager when she came as, a, as an I intern was, originally. I was. Just to kind of seal, seal the, the limelight yeah. there from yeah, you for a second. But tell us, tell us about what you're doing now. What are, what are your main responsibilities so in my, the church? Uh, my responsibilities now are largely um, helping to coordinate pastoral care across the church. Um, developing our strategy for mercy ministry in the city and working with other churches in that. Uh, And along with Rue, one of our ministers, um, overseeing uh, connect group leaders. And and also I look after the interns, our intern scheme. Brilliant. Lots of things there, as well as kind of being involved in our services, leading, preaching, other things as well. Very good. Uh, Katrina, same question for you. Tell us about uh, yourself. How long have you been at Cornerstone? Slightly complicated question, probably. But uh, tell us about what you do. Yeah, so I first came to Cornerstone as a student. Um, So that was in 2010. So a few more years ago than I think it actually is. Um, And uh, yes, I was here as a student. So that was when we were still in the school before we moved here. Um, And then I was an intern for two years when I graduated. So I was Amanda's intern um, for a couple of years. So I worked in the children's ministry uh, during that time. And then... um, I went to work for another church in Leicestershire for five years or nearly five years and then uh, a long story short and not part of what the original plan was uh, but I've ended up coming back to Cornerstone um, and I now lead the children's ministry which um, I absolutely love and I'm very thankful to God for his plans and provision um, so I kind of lead up to about 11 years old then I hand them over to you when they um, get hormonal when, <laughs> when, when they get tricky <laughs> no, 
there. We love them. Um, but yeah, so I kind of oversee the groups and um, we have lots of different teams of volunteers. So I oversee uh, looking after them and uh, training them and developing them and teaching and our kids events and things and oh sorry no no great go for it <laughs> I was say, I'm also studying uh, part time with Crosslands doing their youth and children's ministry track brilliant. which is great brilliant that's great and it's probably worth saying um, we're here having a conversation about children and youth ministry I uh, also as part of my job lead the 11 to 18s work here at Cornerstone and uh, great joy in doing that as well as like Katrina did a bit of a boomerang having worked here trained here as an intern and then gone away for a few years and I've been back now for I think five years would you believe it wow so that's that's come and gone very quickly but I can remember very clearly 10 years ago um, when on this site this church building was kind of rising up from the grounds and uh, 10 years ago, actually just recently, we had our first Sunday in a Sunday afternoon mm. service, um, but that was such a great memory. Um, Amanda, can you give some kind of memories for you particularly on, on that building project, those years, and also maybe coming into the building as uh, for that first service as well? Well, I, I, I remember uh, we had a, our, our church met in a school and uh, even though it was a, a, a fully functioning secondary school, we actually had a, a room in the school, which was our church office. And I remember one morning hearing that we'd been given four months as a church to, to leave because the school were, um, well, they were hoping to have substantial building work done. They'd had the go ahead, which mm, meant we wouldn't have mm. the space. And, you know, four months to find, I mean, at that point, we were probably regularly about 550, 600 on a Sunday morning you know, four months to find somewhere to to to, to meet as a church mm. was a tall order. Um, so I remember the kind of the shock, but also it was such a big thing. Mm. I can remember us all saying, well, you know, humanly speaking, what on earth can we do? We we just, apps, this, this is one for God. Mm. This is too big for us almost to worry about. And actually, circumstances changed for the school and they weren't able to proceed at that point with their plans um they did eventually but it was way slowed down so we actually did have longer than we originally thought so after that initial shock and yeah. like how did you see the lord come and kind of minister to the church and in those years in between i i, th I think there was there was a communal sense of well let's see what the lord is going to do because this is big mm and just skipping ahead to, I'm not gonna go into all the twists and turns of how mm, we mm. acquired this land, but the whole thing is miraculous all the way through. Mm. All of it was things we could never have, circumstances and twists and turns we could never have foreseen. And that day we had our first service um, in the building was, was just one of joy and triumph. Uh, mm, I, I say mm. triumph, not triumph at look what we've done, but triumph of, you know, the Lord's been triumphant. Um, yeah, it yeah. really was, wow, look and see what God has done. And, mm. how, how, and I think just a huge um, boost to our faith and encouragement. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. Yeah. And Katrina, you, you were a student at the time, were you, mm. when we were kind of coming in the middle of all of that? What about for you? What was your sense kind of arriving in the middle of a church which was kind of on the move mm. and, you know, about to move into a building here? Yeah, so I'm really um, aware that I I probably didn't, I didn't really realise um, the enormity of the project. And 
I, maybe part of it was I was just a little bit clueless. But also, I think part of that was actually because I think what you're saying about um, people's faith, it was too big to worry about. And I'm sure there mm. was, you know, I don't want to downplay, I'm sure mm. there was an awful lot of responsibility, decisions, all of that. But as a student coming into that, uh, this church family, it was just, the thing that struck me was just the trust and the faith that God was going to see us through this, that God was going to provide. Mm. And, um, you know, I wasn't a member at that time, so I wasn't in members meetings where lots of decisions were being taken or plans were talked about. But I just remember this just, it, to me, it appeared just this absolute trust that whatever happens, God will provide because he has been so faithful. And I just remember being blown away. I remember us praying for the building project and um, it's slowly dawning on me that this is big. This is, mm. you know, this this is a lot. This is a real act of faith. And um, just people's commitment um, to it, to, uh, the prayerfulness and the faithfulness and just the trust in God. I had never been a part of a church where, or, or something where something that big was undertaken. And that was just huge for me to see the way that uh, people were trusting God with something that um, was so big, they actually couldn't write the story themselves mm. or, or control it. So it mm. was a real, yeah, a real blessing. And I think the fact that I was almost so unaware of the ins and outs was probably because, partly because of the faithfulness of God and the trust of his people here. Yeah. and their dependence on him, which was amazing. That's great. And and one of, one of the key verses during, I think, f for us as a church through that season was from Psalm 78, which says that we we will tell the next generation mm. the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord. So for, for people involved with kind of children's ministry, youth ministry, to see, you know, babes in arms who were here on that first Sunday, who are now in our youth ministry, some of which yeah. taking kind of leadership roles within youth ministry and stuff like that. How, do, how does that feel as kind of, you know, children's specialists in, in our church to kind of see that come to fruition? I, yeah, oh. no, you go, you I go. think it's one of the things that gives me the most joy in mm. my role, knowing, and, and so one of the things, you know, I see now is, um, when I was an intern with you and we had some junior team at Ignite, which is our um, Friday evening group mm. um, for kind of eight to 11 year olds. And it's it's mostly church children, but they can invite friends and things like that. And then we have some junior team who come and help out alongside our, our adult team. And um, having been away for a few years and then coming back, you know, I remember some the ones who are now on our junior team serving, mm. you know, being mm. in Ignite mm -hmm. and um, not always being the best behaved I oh, might yeah, add yeah. not, 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 not going to mention, mention any names no, no. no but <laughs> being a little bit tricky at times but and actually you know going away and and knowing that's that's not me that's not you know it's not anything that I or we have done but God has been so faithful mm, mm, to mm. see you know the generations uh, kind of coming through mm. and um to see the way that to, to get to be a part of a church where you you have we have seen children you know, mm. people go from birth to, you know, right the way through kind yeah. of schooling and um, and then going on to to live lives for the Lord mm. is is just so humbling and is just so encouraging. And I think is really exciting because, you know, we have kids and youth in our groups for a time, but actually we want mm. them to be disciples. We want them to be part of the church for all eternity mm. and to get to see a small glimpse of that and to see them taking their steps towards being, you know, living out their faith mm. and uh, being part of our church family and serving. I'd, yeah, 
puts a big smile on my face. It was great, wasn't it, when uh, I remember Peter Lewis, who was the senior minister here for over 40 years, um, saying during that process that, that we wanted to build a building for 100 years of gospel ministry and mission. And, and also, I just remember his voice kind of saying, and for children yet to be born, yeah. that they would come and that they would kind of meet Jesus here. And um, yeah, what about you from Amanda, as somebody who led the ministry with children for, you know, kind of 12, 13 years, what, how does that feel kind of to look back on the last 10 years? What are some of the highlights there for you? Oh, so many. I think, um, so when we were looking to have to, to, you know, we had to make a decision about, you know, do we build, do we rent somewhere, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, and not everyone was comfortable with the idea of of um, of, of owning a church. Mm. But that aside, the joy of having a building um, all week and every mm. evening and all weekend is that we've been able to to be so much more ambitious with what we do with our children and youth. Mm. And you know, we've been able to um, develop. Um, after school and you know throughout the year ministry that's been able to bring in more and more children that aren't necessarily part of our church mm, you know mm. church families and and that has been a real joy that has been a real joy the footfall through here um, I remember when we first moved in just thinking of the building you know this where we sat now this is our main auditorium and we we're a bit precious about it. We we're very excited about the space. We we're a bit precious. <laughs> Initially, people weren't even allowed to bring hot drinks Whoa. over the threshold. Oops. I know. Breaking that the didn't rules. last long. <laughs> that didn't last long. And then, um, and I remember, you know, saying, you know, our our Friday night youth group ignite, which is junior age children. Could we have that in here? And it was. <laughs> didn't go down very well because of the carpet and you know children tend to Technology, make a bit of a mess. Well, it didn't because actually, as a church family, we are we we we're not about you know we're not about putting buildings before people, mm, and we have mm. looked after it well. But it wasn't long before Ignite did meet in here because we were growing. Mm. Because the one thing about being here as well is we're a lot more visible. Mm. So you know this this place was referred to as one of the gateways into the city, and it has changed. It has changed a lot about the church that we're a lot more visible now. Mm, mm. But as a result, you know, we've, we've had a lot more children coming in. And it wasn't long before not only were we, this is one of my favorite memories, not only were we meeting, having kids work in this precious space, but, uh, you know, behind us, we have the, the baptistry. <laughs> and um, it wasn't long before one of our wide games involved taking the lid off that. And actually, we were doing a bit of a, you know, a, a capture the flag type thing, but we were capturing children. And if they were out, we, we put I them in the I never heard hole. about this. It was fantastic. Sure that. And I remember thinking, what would Peter say if he could see us now? But, you know, people would arrive on a Sunday and they'd never know. We left it perfect. Yeah. But, yeah, we've really enjoyed the, we enjoyed the space. We've enjoyed the opportunities. Um, We've enjoyed the, the change in demographic mm, of, of mm. people coming to the church. We've become way more diverse. Um, Tell us about that. In what, in what way have we kind of seen that kind of in, in, in our church? Because we, we were kind of hidden away, weren't we? You had to really go looking for Cornerstone before mm. to find it. But now, you know, it's visible. How, what does diversity look like? Well, I suppose a, a, silly, a silly little example would be that uh, before, as you said, it was quite difficult to find where we met even if you really wanted to find it. Mm. Whereas here, you know, people, 
People drive past every day, they walk past every day. Mm. We have had people over the years who've literally, it's been stirring in their hearts to maybe re-engage with church mm. after decades. And, um, and they've seen us and they've thought, okay, I'll mm. go. Yeah. So we've, had, we've become more diverse in that we've had more people walking through the door that are just, you know, very honest about the fact that they're just curious or exploring mm. faith. And then they've come with families. Yeah. Um, so whereas before, largely we, we were committed Christians that were, you know, intentionally going to church. And we've got far more people exploring now, coming out of curiosity, coming because they want to maybe re-engage, but they're not quite sure what that mm, looks like, mm. re-exploring their faith or coming to faith for the first time. Um, we're, you know, we're, we're far more of a city church now yeah. and cities mm. are more mixed in terms of, you know, people groups. Uh, we're loving, we, we're, we're, we've always been, we've always been diverse culturally in that we used to attract a lot of international students mm, mm. but um and we still do you know enjoy the company of you know many international academics which mm -hmm. is great but now we're getting we, we may we we're diverse with other other people groups as well um so yeah it's, yeah. yeah ethnically culturally and it's nice and i think we've got like over 40 nationalities on mm. a sunday now and mm. you know like i, I think when I look out from the from the stage on a Sunday, it's 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 like a, a almost like a little picture of heaven. Now I think mm. you kind of look around, you see, you know, people from every mm. nation or forty nations of of the world represented, and that I think increasingly is something that we see in our children and youth ministry, mm. and it's it's stronger for that. And there's it's it's a kind of mutual blessing that we can see for for everyone. I think mm. in that. And I'm sure Katrina yeah. can talk on yeah. this, but our, the the makeup of our children's groups mm. has changed quite a lot, hasn't it, over the last few years. And and it's grown not just in kind of mm. diversity, but also number mm. as yeah. well. I think it's, it's grown in that way. But yeah, tell us about you and some of your highlights and as you look out in the groups. Yeah, so um, I think so one of my highlights is is uh, seeing the junior team coming through. I've, mm. I just, I absolutely love mm. that. That just, um, yeah, it's just amazing to see what God, God is doing. Um, I think highlights as well of... Um, being able to use this building for for new events um, so obviously our, our Sundays are our main thing and we want people to gather and to have the space to have our, our kids groups and um, so they can you know have joined together have the space in here to join with families mm -hmm. so we've got all together worship but then also to have the space in the building for age-appropriate kind of smaller mm -hmm. groups so they've still building relationship I think that's really key in a large church so I'm really thankful for that um, but I think to be able to, to do events as well. So um, we started uh, doing a holiday club mm. um, on um, uh, in, in the summer holidays. So we, we well, there well, was one done uh, during lockdown, but um, then we, we've kind of done it in person for the last couple of years. And I think that has is just been again God's faithfulness of because you you actually tried to organise one before and it just didn't work mm, where mm. you know where the church was at and and you know the the building things like that but to have this space to be able to you know have I think we had a, 120 kids in the summer here um, and actually it's not just to have the kids here but it is you know it's it's the diversity of mm. you know this is something we can put on any child can come to it mm. um and we we uh you know have kids inviting their friends from school some who who have no fa no faith background at all um different nationalities coming together um and i and i love that it was a big enough space um 
for the in, intergenerational um, mix of, you know, I think our eldest uh, person helping in the team was in their 80s and the youngest was 12, you know. Mm. It was just incredible to see generations of people coming together mm. to serve in our kind of spiritual home here. Mm. Um, and yeah, doing that. So I think, um, it, yeah, just having that opportunity. I think as well, the opportunity, um, so I, this wasn't me that started this, um, but um, doing different events at Easter, so sort of the Good Friday experience and things. And I, I don't think that's so much that it is about having the space to do that, um, but it's also about the way we've been able to use the gifts of different people mm, mm. in our church family and I, and and I'm I'm sure that was you know done before we had the building but I just think there is so much opportunity you know um when we've done the good friday experience for for families and things um that we've people who have m far more creative skills mm, mm. um than myself or or probably Amanda <laughs> um you know we're able to are able to come and, and lead that and and that's been a real blessing for mm. the families in our church and 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 of and guests as well so i think um yeah probably probably events and things but but not yeah not because of the space but because of the way that this space has enabled us to um use yeah yeah um, i wonder the longer we're in here are the more willing maybe are we to take risks with, mm. and, and maybe that just comes with like the team maturing and maybe kind of connected to what you said about the tea and coffee in the auditorium and feeling a little bit less precious about the building. But also the flip side of that is we, we, we know the building better. We know what we can do here, what will work here and in the car park. I know we've mm. used that for the holiday club as well. Um, and I, I just wonder if there's something in that that maybe we've kind of grown in confidence in, you know what, we might try this and it might not work. Um, but we're going to give it a go under God. We think mm. this is the right thing to do for this season. And, and there have been things, haven't there, over the years, which we've, we've started and we've, we've pulled back on. I think we did some after school stuff, mm. which was the right thing for that time. And it was definitely the right thing to, to have a go at doing. But, you know, sometimes God closes doors as well as opens them. Mm. Um, for you guys, do you think the opposite to maybe the highlights, is, is there anything which you think has been more of a challenge or more of a low light based on, you know, the last 10 years, everything that's happened in the world and also yeah. just the realities of, of being I think, church. I think one of, one, so one of the positives, which turns into a low light for me, one of the positives was coming here and building relationship with local schools. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I had to work quite hard. And I know, Phil, you had relationship with our local secondary mm -hmm. school mm -hmm. and I had relationship with two or three of the primary schools. And, you know, we, 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 we won the confidence mm -hmm. and we had kids in for school visits and we used some of the cross-teach resources um, to do Christmas experience and Easter experience. And that was really great to serve local schools with our building. And, and you know, along the way to actually be, you know, doing some great gospel mm -hmm. ministry mm -hmm. with kids. Mm -hmm. And that worked really well. And then the pandemic stopped it all. Mm -hmm. um, and because it went on so long, we we've now found that we've got to start all over again yeah. so i think that was i mean a lot of people will say the pandemic was a low mm, uh, mm, you know mm. a low ebb um but yeah the the fact that we've got to now start again but you know we had a great meeting mm. with one of our local mm. school head teachers last week and the good news is they are really eager to mm. resume so that's good mm. uh, but that was that was um difficult you know during the pandemic having to think you know, thinking, how do we, how, you know, for children, mm. 
this this is a this was a big you know for junior age children being out of coming into church for even those first few weeks is a long time in their life yeah, you know how yeah. do we how do we communicate with them that we're still here that we still care mm. and then trying to be creative and engaging yeah the rhythm of kind of you know, week filming, in week out worship filming talks on a yeah. phone in your garden um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, none of us want to go back there, do we? No, no, no I don't want to go back <laughs> there. All the video there. editing. We, yeah, oh. all the video editing. So, I, you know, you know, we, I think we were, as, you know, like a lot of people and schools and churches, we, we made the most of, mm. of all the technology we had to keep going, but it was hard. It was hard. And not seeing yeah. each other. And, mm-hmm. you know, when we were allowed back into the building, you know, standing, standing there, you know, leading a service to an empty auditorium. Yeah. Oh. And all of a sudden, it felt like a bit like performance, mm. and mm. that feels wrong. Mm. Um, we're, we're designed for relationships yeah, with people, yeah. with engagement with real yeah. people, and, so, and, yeah. and that well, was hard. It was hard. Yeah. Well, one of my lowlights is is linked to that, but it kind of is a highlight too. Of um, so we did our so I joined rejoin the church in the pandemic mm. and um, we did our ignite our friday group on zoom for a while which you know grateful to god for the provision of technology but it got to the point where we you know we wanted to come back in person mm. so we decided that we'd use the car park so your idea of oh, actually yeah. thinking using the space and i'd said you know oh if the you know that if it rains, we'll just go back on Zoom. But the first one, it was like torrential rain, not even like spitting, so but it was so wet. And I just, I couldn't bring myself <laughs> to put it back on Zoom. So kids came like in full on like waterproofs. Um, and in we had, like looking back, it was awful. It was mm. <laughs> probably the worst ignite, but it was better than Zoom. And, um, you know, yeah, it was probably a low light of kids ministry, but equally... Yeah. How faithful is God that we had that space, that we had the provision of the building, that we were able to come back in. Um, and just how God even punctuated COVID with some real spiritual highlights. So the last mm. service we had in this building yeah. before we locked down was a youth baptism service where we had like six young people standing up, you know, professing their faith in the Lord Jesus. And, and in front of their friends, a real kind of sense of celebration, worshipping Jesus. And, uh, and even just as a youth ministry, just through all the kind of Zoom calls and the socially distanced meetings and mm. the having to wear face masks and all of that, you know, we had people coming to faith and yeah. praying out loud online for the first time and stuff like that. And, you know, I think it's easy for us to glance over those, mm-hmm. you know, months and sadly years of kind of COVID affected ministry mm. as just kind of church on pause. Yeah. But God was still working, wasn't he? Because there was opportunity as well. So and our, our Zoom, we, we had some of our um, mission partner kids mm. come and join us, which they ne- can't do in person because they're you know living in other countries. But mm. they came and joined us because actually the time difference wasn't that different. Yeah. And, you know, kids who are based here in Nottingham were able to, mm. yeah. I think the other them. thing is, over the years, you know, you, as as people doing children and youth work, you, you're often talking about the relationship. You know, what's our role as children and youth leaders and what's the parents role mm. as being they're, they're actually the you know we would use the phrase primary disciple makers mm. wouldn't we with mm. parents and but there's always you know there can be a temptation when you when you're well resourced as a church to 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 perhaps be perhaps sometimes be carrying too much of that load mm. and I suppose one of the other things that happened is that family units families had more time to think together about what carrying on in faith looked like. Mm-hmm. So we did, mm. 
you know, we did keep resources flowing as much as we yeah. could. Mm, mm. But at the end of the day, families were worshipping together more at home. Mm. So, so maybe in some cases, maybe there were some, maybe there were some families that will say that was quite significant. Mm. Um, and I think it's been amazing how quickly people have just readjusted to being back in, you know, the church. And maybe it did take a bit of time for some people to come back. But just how, you know, our children who we kind of were kind of really quite concerned about, you know, I think about my own boys and just having not experienced kind of gathered worship together or children's groups or things like that for so long, just how, you know, they just seemed to kind of like they were back into it. Mm. It was like, this is just normal again. And, uh, you know, that kind of feels great and exciting that, that people could settle into that rhythm uh, again as yeah. well. And the, and yeah. the opportunity of, um, you know, sometimes church seems boring to kids, maybe mm, to adults mm. too, you know, but actually I think a real blessing has been seeing children's joy mm. at being with their church family on a Sunday. And maybe the primary influence of that has been because they get to see their friends yeah. or extended members of family. But I just think that's an incredible legacy that we've actually seen over mm. the last year mm. or so of they love coming to church yeah. and what happens at church, they hear about Jesus. And yeah. I think that's maybe shaped them more than has done in previous generations mm. because mm. they know what the alternative is. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that's been a real joy to see. Yeah, yeah, people. that's great. I, I think I've, oh, I'd love to just acknowledge for a minute before we finish that, you know, we're a church, as you mentioned, Amanda, who, you know, we set up and we packed down for so many years in a school. Mm. And uh, th I think that definitely shaped what we were able to do in that time. But being in the building and, and having the kind of opportunities, it's, it's not like it's, you know, it's just a shed at the end of the day. It's a quite a nice shed. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's just somewhere to kind of house the people, as mm. you've said earlier on. But how, can you think of some specifics that you think, this is how the ministry that we've been involved with really impacted that the ministry, this is, how, this is how being in the building really impacted the ministry that we've been able to do. You know, what doors do you feel like have been opened up um, that maybe beforehand felt closed? I mean, I can I could name a lot of doors, but mm. I mean, a lot of them are more to do with the ministries I'm involved with now, which yeah. I'm not going to go into because that's not the, the main theme of the podcast. But I suppose relating to children and youth, um, a lot of we, we started doing. We started running a toddler group, midweek toddler group, which we couldn't do when we were renting a school. Mm. Now, that's nothing new or surprising. So many churches run midweek toddler groups, and quite rightly, it was one of our priorities. Um, but I've been thrilled to see how that's grown. Mm. I think mm. I think our, our, we call it Tots and Toys on a Thursday morning, and I think it really serves the people well that comes to it. That's it great. is really mixed with... Um, people from church, many who aren't from church, some maybe from other churches, many people of faith and, and other faiths and no faith, um, people from all walks of life, some people coming in needing, you know, to be really looked after and nurtured, mm -hmm. um, others, you know, coming in, in, coming in more like the kind of people that will do the looking mm -hmm. after and nurturing. Mm -hmm. But I've been really chuffed at that and I've been really thrilled to see how the team and I, I don't oversee Tots and Toys anymore I haven't done for a long time but you know the team are all out to um, to really look out to welcome and mm. care for the people that walk through the door so I think that's been a great ministry continues to be a great ministry and um, we wouldn't have been able to do that mm. yeah. if we didn't have our own that, that is a definite perk of having your Brilliant. own space 
What about for you, Katrina? Anything you can? Yeah, so I think some of them we've we've mentioned already. I think opportunities with schools, Mm. um, and some of that has been going into local schools. Some of that has actually been. We have a number of teachers in our in our church family, so actually been able to say you know bring your kids here mm-hmm. so actually mm-hmm. those teachers have been able to I mean that was mostly mm-hmm. you um but you know those teachers have been able to bring their colleagues and their kids to mm-hmm. their place of mm-hmm. worship mm-hmm. you know and I think that's that is amazing um I think also in terms of training actually I think we've um because you know we have this resource and it's not ours it's a gift from God and actually being able to be a blessing to others mm-hmm. and to other churches so um you know, through some of the conferences we've done, so um, what was Growing Young Disciples, but yeah. now is um, Next Generation Conference. Next Generation Conference, thank you, um, which is in partnership with a Midlands Gospel Partnership. Mm. Um, and I just think, you know, being able to use this space to further train and equip the mm. wider church, mm. um, and we've done that specifically in youth and children's ministry. There's been the yeah. Midlands Youth Convention, yeah. um, which you know different people from different churches have done. And you know, when yeah. when I worked for another church, it was it was a smaller church, and you know we we didn't have the same resources and things, mm. but actually being, I brought, you know, my volunteers with me to here and we were trained together yeah. and things. And that was just such a blessing and really precious time. Um, so yeah, I'm really thankful to God for the ways that, you know, we can use this to, to kind of be generous and to um, yeah. equip the wider church because we're all on the same mission. That's great, isn't mm. it? And, and even on a youth level, we've been able to do some things where we've, been able to invite some other churches along. We've done something called Friday Night Live, which mm. is kind of a youth service on a Friday night mm. with some kind of games and silliness, but also opportunity to kind of worship and pray and, and hear God's word together. Um, but as a, as a bigger church, thinking through how we can be a blessing mm. to smaller churches, and maybe this comes from, you know, I know that uh, Katrina and I, we've worked at smaller church and, and you kind of develop a heart for and recognize what you have here mm which is um, it's not just for us to be kind of close-fisted with. Mm. It's for us to hold out and be a blessing to those around us where we can be and, and just see how God's placed us to be like a resource to the wider church as well. Um, before we finish, I'd, I'd just love to ask you, um, what is your prayer as you look ahead to the next 10 years? What would you love to see, particularly with children in youth ministry? Maybe as you reflect on being in the building uh, on that first Sunday and you were looking out and thinking, wow, look at the potential. Now, Mm. as you kind of stop again and reassess, Mm. what would your prayer be as you look look ahead? I think, you know, we've talked about some of the blessings of having this wonderful building in this great place and all these great resources. But actually what we really want is we want our young people to grow into adults that will leave here and independently choose um, to become worshippers in different fellowships Mm. and we'll actually be able to see what it's really all about and Mm. see beyond you know whether you've got a big building and you know nice brightly coloured chairs which are all very beautiful but actually we all know (laughs) don't we that that it's you know we we want we want to be we want to be nurturing young people that grow into young adults that 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 worship Jesus Mm. and want to you know want to be a blessing to other places and you know i i hope we we have a generation of young people leaving here that will be going into all sorts Mm. of different Mm. churches Mm. that look all you know look different um and that will not that will not be consumers Mm. yeah but will be you know i hope we teach them well enough 
that they realise that um, yeah, you, you don't go to church to, to be a consumer, you go to church to play your part. Mm, mm. And um, yeah, that's that's what I hope. And I know that we can't, we, we really, you know, we really, you know, take teaching seriously. And even without, you know, our little ones, yeah. you know, we, we, we take our responsibility to, to teach um, the full gospel mm, mm. Uh, seriously. Yeah. yeah. Mm. What about you, Katrina? Yeah, I mean, I think above all, my prayer is that we just keep seeing, you know, that the spirit keeps doing his work mm. and that kids come to saving faith, that you've come, you know, mm. um, that they come to treasure Jesus um, above all. Um, and that's not going to be through any of the fancy, less fancy things yeah. that we yeah. put on here. It's, yeah. it's all going to be through his work. Um, so I think above all, that's my prayer. I think um, I think kids and youth come into treasure uh, Christ above all I think it's really hard mm. to be a Christian um, and a young mm. person at the moment with so much that the world is throwing at them so I think my prayer is that they would um, they would stand firm and that we would see you know that in 10 years time we would be encouraged that you know things of the world come and go mm. and difficulties come and go but the Lord reigns forever and that they would be a testimony of that mm. um, in a time where you know, you just think it would be easier to give up. Mm. Um, and I think just, you know, for us as a church, I think we've seen the faithfulness of God. We, yeah. We're living in his kindness. Um, but just like the Israelites, I think that's so easy for us to forget. Mm. And it's so easy to think, oh, we've got, you know, this building or, you know, there's we've got a lot of people here or whatever it is. And to think we're doing all right. Um, but I think just for all of us, for us as leaders and for our teams and, and our congregation, it's just praying that we keep depending on the Lord and keep um, remembering his faithfulness and um, just always giving him the praise and the mm. glory for that and not forgetting what he's done um, what he'll do. Yeah, that's great. There's such a temptation, isn't there, in church ministry, particularly, I think, probably particularly in a larger church, to feel that the kind of mm. success is based on things always being bigger and better, mm. more impressive, more people, you know, those are the kind of some of the measurables that we can have. And in the reality, as you just said, you know, success is based on us being faithful to God, mm. you know, faithful where he's placed us to be in our context, faithful with the people and resources and time and energy and all of that stuff that he's given us. And so I think that's my prayer is that we would be faithful mm where we are with what God's called us to do and the people that he's called to join us on our team. And uh, as we finish, I'd love to just pray that prayer and the prayers that we've kind of um, suggested. And, and so maybe would you join with us as we pray at the end of this time together? Father God, we thank you so much um, for your work and all that you have done in and through um, the children and youth ministry here at Cornerstone in the last 10 years and beyond. And Lord, thank you for your incredible kindness and your generosity to us. Thank you for every blessing, all those encouragements that we've outlined. I thank you that you have blessed us with, with people um, in our congregation who have a hunger for your words, who have an eagerness to serve you, to serve our young people, um, some of whom have been serving on our teams for decades. Lord, we pray that you would refresh them as they serve you. And for our children and young people and our families, Lord, would you continue to help them to prioritize you and your words? Mm. Um, would you lead them to saving faith, we pray? 
um, Lord, that we might be able to rejoice in the next 10 years of your faithfulness in sa your saving work and how that's been expressed here at Cornerstone Church. Thank you, Lord Jesus, in your name and for your glory. Amen. Amen. Amen.